Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, episode 31, The Deception of Closure. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from George Carlin. People can't seem to get it through their heads that there is never any healing or closure ever. There is only a short pause before the next horrifying event. People forget there is such a thing as memory and that when a wound heals, it leaves a permanent scar that never goes away, but merely fades a little. What really ought to be said after one of these so-called tragedies is, let the scarring begin. Oh, I love that quote so much. Closure is one of those things that for me is equally as coveted as it is terrifying. It's a state of mind that so many of us cling to when times are hard or when relationships unravel and we're just feeling lost. The idea that one day we will experience this finite feeling of it's over is something that can drive even the strongest person mad. The amazing Canadian Cherokee writer Thomas King says, closure is a greasy little word which, moreover, describes a non-existent condition. The hunt for closure almost always ends in more trauma than we started with especially when it comes to relationships. The word closure in this context is nowhere to be found in scripture. There are, however, several references to things being finished, over, done, and completed. Scripture even warns us of the dangers of going back and even looking at something that we have already been delivered from. So many times when I was younger, I found myself revisiting former relationships that I didn't feel like had a satisfactory end or a finite end. You know what I mean. Finding ways to reconnect with that ex in order to have an aha moment that shuts the book once and for all or sneaks the book back open, depending on where you're really coming from. Or what about the times that we replay trauma reels over and over in our minds? We end up on a metaphorical hamster wheel that keeps us trapped in our dysfunction and shame. That dangerous cycle tries to convince us that there is something back there worth revisiting, maybe even saving, where there only really exists heartache and more loss. In a very literal sense, seeking closure reminds me of the story of Lot's wife. Lot was the nephew of Abraham, and he was living in this wicked city called Sodom. God had sent angels to destroy Sodom and its neighboring city, Gomorrah, and because of Abraham's relationship with God, he decided to spare Lot and his family from the destruction. The angels sent them on their way with very specific instructions in Genesis 19, verse 17. When they had brought them outside, one of the angels said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you or stop anywhere in the entire valley. Escape to the mountains of Moab or you will be consumed and swept away. 
But Lot's wife did pretty much the opposite. We hear about her demise later on in verse 26. But Lot's wife from behind him, foolishly, longingly, looked back toward Sodom in an act of disobedience, and she became a pillar of salt. As a kid, I always wondered if she turned into a literal salt statue or if it was some kind of metaphor. In my diving into scriptures, though, now, there's really nothing that leads me to believe that it wasn't a literal transformation. Some scholars believe that because the annihilation of the two cities came as the result of fire and brimstone raining down from the sky, perhaps there was some kind of volcanic activity involved, um, and that if anyone stopped for a moment to look back and mourn what they were losing, they would be swept up in a literal lava flow. It's an interesting thought for sure, but whether it was a firestorm from above or lava from below that was raining from the sky, the fact remains, when we leave a place that is dangerous, that has broken us, that has tried to ruin us, the moment we look back and linger in the myth of closure or the what ifs, we make ourselves vulnerable to destruction. In Lot's wife's situation, God was literally offering her freedom by destroying her place of bondage for her. In this day and age, we don't often find ourselves that lucky. Those relationships seem to be always right where we left them. Those tragedies, they still, they still sit on the same calendar dates, even if we've erased them from future events or pages. They will always find a way to try to remind you. The longer you've lived through tragedy, the longer it can take to forget its milestones. For example, my parents recently divorced after 40 years of marriage. I've often wondered how many August 4ths are going to roll past us uh, before I stop waking up that morning feeling some sort of emotional trigger remembering that it was their anniversary. How many Mother's Days will be tainted by the fact that my grandmother died suddenly in the early hours of Mother's Day? Will it forever be a day that is celebration and grief woven together? How many things in our lives is divine trying to end on our behalves, yet we can't stop looking back or even worse, running back to it? Then we wonder why we're getting burned all over again. I was speaking about this topic recently with my adopted older brother, Tim Dillinger, and he made this statement that I have not been able to shake. He said, it's not a you should be over it, but it is a stop looking for reasons to remind yourself. Philippians 3 verses 12 through 16 says, not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like or have already been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. All of us who are mature, pursuing spiritual perfection should have this attitude. 
And if in any respect you have a different attitude, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us stay true to what we have already attained. Let us stay true to what we have already attained. That is so strong and so true. I encourage you, my friend, don't let the enemy of your soul tempt you with the deception of this myth that is closure to turn around and revisit places and people you have already overcome and the tragedies that you have already mourned and buried, especially when divine has prepared the way for the destruction that leads to your freedom and the healing from the things that have broken your heart and wounded your spirit. He is the only one with the power to bring the finality that we crave. No matter how many angles we attack it from, we will always in and of ourselves come up short. But when we surrender our past to Jesus, He can handle it in ways that we can't even imagine. If you are in a place where the idea of closure is closing in on you and you feel pulled to go back to a place you've already experienced freedom from or you find yourselves revisiting those graves and the tragedy of those things still weighing so heavily on you, then why don't we pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, Today, I come before you ready to lay down the myth of closure and to surrender to the finality of all the things that you have already done for me and all the things that you will do for me. I give you my trust. I give you my worries. I give you my fears. I give you my shame. And I surrender myself to the leading of your spirit. You have already paved the way for my healing, for my restoration, and for my wholeness. And so today I surrender to those things. Remove from my mind, remove from my spirit, remove from my soul any craving to the worldly notions of closure and allow my heart to surrender fully to your complete work in my life. I know that your plans for me are good. I know that your purpose for me is good. And when you tell me to move forward without looking back, you are doing that because you love me. You are doing that because you want to protect me and you have my best intentions at heart. You began my story with the end of my story. You knew where I would end up from the time I took my first steps. And I surrendered to the knowledge that you are paving the way before me and you are leaving a path of destruction behind me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with a quote from the American poet and the director of the Smithsonian Institute National Museum of African American History and Culture, Kevin Young. Poetry steps in at those moments when ordinary words fail. Poetry as ceremony, as closure to what cannot be closed. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too.
Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash destiny makes music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.